0: It's 11 minutes before the hour, you're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Friday, August 13th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. As Sitka's COVID case rate continues to trend downward, the number of COVID inpatients at Mount Edgecombe Hospital has dropped a bit too, but those who do wind up in the hospital tend to be sicker and younger than patients earlier in the pandemic. With school just around the corner, local emergency officials are urging Sitkins to hold the course and keep up their efforts to reduce the spread of the coronavirus. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports.
1: When the local EOC met on August 11th, acting incident commander Rob Janik thanked Sitkins for working to reduce the spread by masking and keeping social bubbles small.
2: It seems that our case rate truly is trending down. Uh, We're at a case rate of 10 today, which is just fantastic. I want to commend the citizens, the businesses, the visitors to SITCA to taking those mitigation efforts that really truly make a difference. That's why we beat this thing.
1: Search Chief Medical Officer Dr. Elliot Bruhl said, while the hospital remains busy, the number of COVID inpatients has fallen from a high of around 12 to just one or two in the last few days. But he said, they're still seeing severely ill patients.
2: Uh, concerning that we continue to see some patients who are extremely sick. And I think um, uh, the other thing that concerns me is that a lot of those patients who are severely ill have been, you know, younger people, people in their 30s and 40s and and 50s, which is quite a bit younger than the, the types of folks that were getting sick last year.
1: Public health nurse Denise Ewing said more children have been getting sick too. 90 children from age 0 to 19 tested positive for the virus in July, and 17 have tested positive in August so far. All but three of them were symptomatic. With school coming around the corner, she said that was a concern.
3: Most of those children have varying degrees of symptoms. Some of it is just really minor. Uh, some of those have had Um, some of our children go to the hospital and be treated for COVID in the emergency room. So children are susceptible. Um, We are seeing an increase in children. So we just want to make sure that though our goal is to keep kids in school, it's to keep kids in school safely.
1: Ewing said they've also seen an increase in hypoxia and silent hypoxia in patients. That's a drop in the bloodstream's oxygen levels. Ewing said that anyone experiencing symptoms of hypoxia, like confusion and cough, fast heart rate, rapid breathing and wheezing, should call 911 to seek medical care immediately. While cases are trending down in Sitka, the Unified Command stressed continued vigilance. Brühl noted the recent outbreak in Haines. The community saw a steep uptick in cases last week following the Southeast Alaska State Fair.
2: So this is, um, I think... uh a moment for us to pause um, as a community and just um, think about the fact that creating large venues um, where people will be gathering is not advisable at this time it's unfortunate it's it's disappointing but it, it it really um this is where we're at right now
1: brule continued to stress the effectiveness of the vaccine in protecting against severe illness and death He said 97 to 98 percent of hospitalizations are unvaccinated patients, and more sitkins are heeding that advice. According to the city's COVID dashboard, 78 percent of sitkins have now received at least one COVID vaccine shot, an increase of around four percentage points from the beginning of July. Rule estimated that clinics at Search and White's Pharmacy are administering around 100 vaccine doses every week.
0: Reporting in Sitka, I'm Katherine Rose. Incumbent Sitka School Board President Amy Morrison is running for re-election this fall. Although she's got just one term under her belt, she's got more seniority than everyone else on the board, except for outgoing member Eric Van Seis. Morrison says she decided to run again to smooth the transition to new leadership in the district administration.
3: It's in my time on the board. We've had now three superintendents in three years, so I just wanted some continuity for our new superintendent.
0: Morrison thinks the hiring of former service high school principal Frank Hauser to lead the district as superintendent was the most significant undertaking of the school board over the past year.
3: Our biggest task, um, and I also feel like our biggest accomplishment, I'm really proud of the way we handled the selection process and, and the whole entire process from the beginning. I felt like we were really transparent and involved the community as much as we
0: could. Compared to the superintendent hire, Morrison says running the district during the pandemic was a distant second in the board's list of challenges last year. She credits that success to the leadership of interim superintendent John Holst. Moving forward, Morrison would like to continue to grow the relationships that were established during the difficult year just past.
3: Hopefully built a lot of trust in the community between, um, you know, the school district and and families. Um, I feel like we've really made a lot of strides in um, better communication with staff in the district also. So I just I would like to continue that.
0: Morrison is an insurance agent in Sitka. Two of her daughters will be seniors at Sitka High this coming year. Her eldest daughter graduated three years ago. Morrison is unchallenged for her seat on the board in the coming election. And for a while, it looked like there might not be anyone on the ballot for the other open seat on the board being vacated by Eric Van Sys. Morrison convinced her next door neighbor, Todd Gebler, to take the plunge.
3: Yeah, I had gone over to his house to ask him to sign my petition because I have to get signatures to run um, again. And so it struck up the conversation and he expressed some interest and I encouraged him to run.
0: Amy Morrison and Todd Gebler are the only two candidates for the two open seats on the Sitka School Board, whose names will appear on the ballot. There are three candidates for two open seats on the Sitka Assembly. The municipal election will take place on Tuesday, October 5th. KCAW's Municipal Election Hub will go live in September. The hub will feature biographical information about all the candidates for municipal office, as well as their positions on major issues, in their own words. And Alaska State Ferry sailing was canceled because there weren't enough crew. The state-run Marine Highway has been struggling to keep its workforce. As Coast Alaska's Jacob Resnick reports, state officials and union representatives warn more disruptions could be coming.
2: A dishwasher and chief steward on a state ferry reported feeling ill and left the ship a few hours before it was to depart Juneau early Wednesday morning. Alaska Marine Highway System spokesman Sam Dapsevich says that left the ferry Lakanti shorthanded. It usually sails with two dozen crew members.
1: The ship's captain evaluated the shortage
2: and made a decision to cancel the sailing based on their emergency response readiness. Now, in the past, a couple crew members dropping out, for whatever reason, wasn't a big deal. Others could be called up on relatively short notice. But not these days. I think all three unions are in the same boat here. We're all short on personnel. Ben Goldrich is the regional head of MEBA, the union that represents marine engineers on state ferries. I mean, we're talking about a problem that the state has been aware of for some time and has not done much to remedy it, and here we are. For the Lacanti's eighty-four passengers stranded at the Ok Bay terminal, that left few options. One of those was Deb Betcher, who had come down from Skagway to bring her sick dog to the vet in Juneau. Bad weather had canceled the flights, so she put her car in the ferry and was trying to get back home.
0: I thought it was a mechanical problem because that's usually what canceled the ferry. But we were joking, I was joking with a fishing game biologist there who was trying to get to Haynes, that it wasn't even winter and the ferry's canceled.
2: Enter crew shortages, yet another hazard that complicates travel on the Marine Highway, a system that already struggles with reliability due to aging vessels. DOT says system-wide, there are at least 125 unfilled vacancies on the Marine Highway. And that means there's not much slack in the system. I'm calling my friends, you know, with 19, 20-year-old kids saying, hey, do those kids want a job with the Marine Highway? Right now is a good time to get hired. That's Inland Boatman's Union of the Pacific's Regional Director, Erling Wally. His is the largest of the three ferry crew unions. The state has struggled to keep the ferry crew it has and recruit new ones, he says. Now, crews from the lower 48 have been offered a comp ferry ride from Bellingham, but the travel time is unpaid for a job with starting wages between 16.40 and 18 bucks an hour. And they're still required to get themselves home out of their own pocket after a two week assignment. Marine Highway spokesman Sam Dapsevich says his agency recently recruited about fifty new crew members who are waiting for federal licensing. But more disruptions are possible. Given our overall fleet wide crew shortage, we do see the possibility of more no sailings or you know, um, sailings being canceled due to the shortage. But considering the high number of vacancies that we have, our employees are doing a great job keeping the system operating. Unions have complained that leaner ferry schedules have made it harder to keep their members from leaving for the private sector. The deck officers, engineers, and other licensed crews have guaranteed hours. Not so for unlicensed crew members, like stewards, pursers, and cooks in the galley, says the IBU's early Wally. So our guys get laid off for the winter, and they don't want to come back. They're like, why, go, why work for a company where I have no job protection? I don't have something that's going to be stable. I have bills to pay. I have a family to feed. I can't afford to work for the Marine Highway because they don't give me year-round work. The Lacanti's next scheduled sailing is Friday. Betcher says there wasn't space for her vehicle, so she rebooked on the larger Matanuska.
0: The good thing is, for my story, it has a good ending in that I get to pick up my dog from the veterinarian. He doesn't have to fly home on a plane, which might not fly tomorrow or the next day.
2: That means if all goes to plan, she and her chihuahua should be back in Skagway by Sunday morning. Reporting in Juneau, I'm Jacob Resnick.
0: I'm Brooke Schaefer and this has been Raven News.